One of the biggest mistakes I see at level three is to jump in and fix it. The idea of saying, well, I'm here, I can just fix it. I'll just fix it. You know, I'll deal with it later, but I'll just go ahead and fix it. Oh, wait a minute. Now you're, now you're doing level two work. You just got pulled down. The manager is thinking, what step didn't happen here? I need to find out what step got missed. Is, it, is this a training element or is the checklist not clear enough? Their first thought is around the system. Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. I'm Molly Nolan, your episode host, and today I have with me a known voice and guest to the podcast, Andrew Amrine, Senior Business Coach and Director of Finance here at Nolan Consulting Group. Levels of work and time span are a concept we spoke with you quite a bit on Out of the Hourglass. We have an introductory series and follow-up episodes on interviewing and role clarity, and today we are continuing that conversation. We're talking about decision-making and problem-solving. Employees within your organization need to be able to make decisions and solve problems at the levels of tasks in which they are working. How do we know the folks on our team are capable of making decisions? How do we test this, train this? The organization's success actually depends upon it. Let's find out. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. All right, Andrew Amrine, welcome back to the podcast. How are you today? Hi, Molly. We are we're in a special place today. We are. Although, I have to tell you, you're not the inaugural podcast studio recording. I know, recording. I know. I think that's okay, though. Uh, Sydney was the first. She was. She was. It was fun. We, you know, for our listeners out there, just for context, we have been recording all of our podcasts over the internet, like a lot of people do. Yeah, Zoom. Um, You know, using tools like Zoom. Um, But now we are back to recording in person, which we used to do at the very, very, very onset of the podcast pre-COVID. And we shifted. And now we're back to a podcast studio, and it feels good. You know, you... When there's a grand opening of a store, there's usually a soft opening before it to work out any of the kinks. So are you calling Sid the soft opening? She was. And kind of like when somebody tests the king's food yes. before the king eats it. So, yes. so, so Sydney tested the food. Now the king is in the podcast room. Interesting. Mm. It's funny that that's not it. her that's... name is, is coming up because actually your name came up quite a bit in our <laughs> Working Genius podcast. So. I'm waiting for the king joke. Like, oh, so that's how you think of yourself. That is how you think of yourself. <laughs> you know, we just let Andrew be Andrew. Mad scientist. Yep. Mad scientist. All right, Andrew, why are we back? Why are you here on this podcast again? Yes, thank you for having me back. It's fun to be in the podcast room. So our purpose today, uh, we are continuing the series on levels of work. Uh, everybody knows something I'm super passionate about. High S in the room mm-hmm. goes for structure. Shocker. Um, so we want to push the ball forward, and we're going to continue talking about uh, decision-making and problem-solving in these roles as a way to continue defining them so we can, we can make it uh, intuitive. Um, one, of the, one of the things we want, we want this to be is, is for people to be able to observe work and see what level is going on. Which that's, an, I think, an important um, piece of clarity there because this is a, a, a concept. I don't, I don't know if it's a theory, but it's a concept. And so often it's tough to make concepts feel tangible. Mm-hmm. 
And so mm-hmm. our job here is to really take a concept that was created by Elliot Jacques and then Tom Foster. Jacks, yeah. Elliot Jacks. Canadian, not French. Uh, so I read it as French. Jacks. Jacks, Elliot Jacks. <laughs> um, I, should, I should know that. Um, it sounds, sounds nice when it's Jacques. Uh, it does. But it does. Tom Foster has really you know, brought more to the table and really mm-hmm. you, where there's been a lot of connection mm-hmm. um, with the work that he has done. Um, so the goal here is to really continue to make this concept more tangible for our listeners. We'll and preview our a little bit. Yes. Um, so, for so what Tom's coming back. Tom is coming back to for the a, Grand Summit. Yes, so we're, we're teasing a little bit of what he'll talk about. I hope yeah. I didn't let the cat out of the bag no, on that's, that. That's okay. That's okay. Molly goes with the flow. What the heck? You blew it. <laughs> no, Tom Foster was great. He came to our San Diego Grand Summit in March 2023. He is coming back to continue the conversation in um, March of 2024 in Savannah. So we're excited to have Tom join us. So before we take, you know, continue to roll the ball forward on this concept, uh, I want to remind our listeners that we do have a whole series on levels of work that was recorded by yourself. Catherine was involved. Uh, so we encourage folks who have never heard of this concept to go back and start it, start at square one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But for, you know, just helping us kind of get re-familiar with the concept, because it's been a little while since we've talked about levels of work, give us a, a flyover of the concept again, Andrew. Sure. So the 30-second flyover, level one, there are, there are seven t- complete distinct levels of complexity, levels of work, seven in total, including public corporate uh, corporations and levels. There are three primary levels that every organization has. That, I think we've mostly focused on. Right. Yeah. Levels one through three that comprise a department. So sales, uh, customer service or, or inside operations, outside operations, accounting, all of them would have the basic building blocks, which is levels one through three. Okay. Level four would be like a GM. Level five would be president. Got it. Level one is the work of the company. All these levels have work but the type of work they're doing is different. So level one is the work of the company, putting nails in the wood, putting shingles on the roof, whatever whatever that work is. Level two has now put down the tools and is coordinating the work, so is still helping with the work and is integral to making the work happen, but they're coordinating, coordinating the work, in, in, uh, including scheduling or work assignments, you know, probably two weeks, sometimes four week intervals. Mm-hmm. So adding a time span element. Level one would be items at hand. So we're thinking a day, a couple days, but work work that's in front of them, it's concrete, tangible, they're doing it. Level okay. level two, we move a little more conceptual, scheduling, coordinating, um, you know, maybe two to four weeks out. Level three creates, monitors, and improves the system. So I'll I'll plug another series, the Lean Thinking yeah, series. Yeah, Jim Bradley. Right, Lean Process Improvement. So he talked about Demaic and the, the process for that, and three of those five, D-M-A-I-C, right, five, three of those five are level three work. Um, two of them are level two, data collection. But think Lean Systems Improvement. That's level three kind of stuff. Um, so that's the quick flyover. So if we're, we're rolling the ball forward, we're talking about decision making and problem solving. You know, I think we're going to come into delegating a little bit here as, you know, we've, mm-hmm. you and I have done some prep on this. But mm-hmm. understanding who is responsible 
who should be held accountable for what kinds of decisions that are happening at each level. Yeah, so the human work that we're hiring, and part of why I grabbed onto this, I think, so well, it was so attractive to me, is what we're hiring, what computers can't do, and the human work that we're hiring for is decision-making and problem-solving at a type of complexity or a level of work. Is this, is this you trying to combat AI? <laughs> is, this what is, is this what this is? What AI will, will never be able to do. Um, I, don't, I don't care how complex it gets, but <laughs> the decision-making and problem-solving. In a time when AI has just taken over the world, you are trying to prove. I'm throwing human. computers out the you window. You are throwing them out the window and, and putting money on the human. Get your pitchforks. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Um, we're going to lose this podcast quickly. The, Guys, we support AI. We do. We think it's really interesting. There's a lot to learn about it. But we believe in human work as well. We do. The decision-making and problem. I have asked Chet, GPT, a very fascinating questions. Actually, about levels of work. And yeah. it, it brings up pretty cool stuff. It, it's a so pretty it's cool. amazing it's cool. search we're not, engine. We are, yeah. we are not dissing the AI concept. <laughs> we, know it, we know it's very, very, very much um, alive right now. So we digress. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Sorry, that was totally my fault. Um, so who's responsible for what? Can, who like Continuing to talk about these tangible decision-making and problem-solving elements mm -hmm. in the role, who's responsible for what? So therefore, who should be held to account for what? Often, we try to, to push decision-making one level down too far without including the authority. Very true behind it. So I'll bring in J another uh, NCG favorite, Jared. One of his favorite things is um, responsibility without authority breeds disengagement. Mm -hmm. And this is the human tendency is you go do this. You have no power, decision-making power around it, but you go do it. So it's your fault, not mine, or, or whatever the motivation is. So we, we sometimes push decision-making down too far. So what, what are the appropriate levels of decision-making in a role. So let's dig into it a little bit. The first, I'm going to start with level one, and I'm going to read from the team member contract, or what's referred to as the team member contract in levels of work. Uh, this is in the Hiring Talent book by, by Tom Foster. It's also on the Summit, copy of it's on the Summit Library um, in the HR folder. So let's think uh, sales rep, an order sure. taker, level one, Entry-level sales position, maybe there's some of that going on at our companies, usually not. Think mall kiosk, somebody hocking tchotchkes at the mall. That's a tough job. It is. Um, they're basically order-taking. Yeah. It's, it's immediate in the moment. Once it's over, it's over. A level two sales rep, we're starting to include coordinating multiple meetings, multiple sessions, multiple attributes. There's an estimate. I have to gather information. I have to talk to other people. So I'm coordinating a higher level. There's an expertise involved. Level two often includes accumulating enough knowledge to make a decision, but it's around the work. Um, but back to level one, so a laborer, mm -hmm. a skilled, skilled laborer, mm -hmm. um, so entry-level labor, skilled labor, you know, there's all kinds of skilled labor, a trained painter or a trained plumber, a licensed plumber, licensed electrician, skilled roles. Their primary 
decision-making and problem-solving is about the work at hand, and it's primarily about doing my best. Job well done. Right. Well, okay, I'm glad you said that because there's an interesting element there. Let's say that a, a team, let's say you're in a warehouse. Okay. And we're staging uh, products or something to be sent out, let's say windows, Let, let's say I, I worked at Pella Windows, mm-hmm. so the first that's the first example that comes to mind because I, I worked in it. So we're staging the windows to be shipped. Yep. We're bringing them from the um, collection or receiving area to putting them in. So, um, but schedules change and there are delays. There are um, uh, maybe... Um, different customer requirements, engineering changed their requirements. Something's got to change. But the guys in the warehouse, they're very smart. They're running forklifts. They know safety. They've got to be very clear on on what they're doing. They're very organized and structured. They did their best, and the trucks didn't get filled. If they did their best, then the problem is in leadership. Something's going wrong with coordinating level two or designing the systems that get the work done because product specifications got changed at the last minute and that messed something up. Well, that's not their fault. Yeah, they, they were ultimately set up to fail. Right. They So they're working hard. So uh, the team member contract, I will come to work every day and do my best. I will work and interact in a friendly way. I will help others on the team participate in tra- participate, help others on the team, participate in training and provide training for others when necessary. If while doing my best, I get behind and cannot complete all my work, I will let my manager know ASAP. If while doing my best, I get ahead of schedule, I'll let my manager know ASAP. Excuse me. If while doing my best, my work does not meet quality standard, I will let my manager know ASAP. So there's some communication here. Which I think that's probably one area that is uh, a struggle. So have we defined what doing my best looks like? We talk about values and core purpose and the whys behind it, but those are all part of what doing my best looks like. Showing up on time, giving an effort, being friendly, being receptive. That's all part of doing my best. That's what our our laborers, our skilled laborers, and at the at the form at foreman level, crew leader level is gonna cross high level one, emerging level two. Um, I like the emerging level two because it sounds better than it's more productive than low level two. Right. Um, so that, so is everybody on the team, are they in fact doing their best? So have you defined what doing my best looks like? And that will look different depending upon the role and the level yeah. of the, of the task. Yeah. Right. So a sales rep, there's some things will be universal, right? Sure. Showing up, at like show up on time or show up, you know, be ready to work, be meet, you know, be dressed well, look, you know, look presentable. Those things might be universal, but there's some things that are different Mm -hmm. for each, for each position. So have you simply defined what doing my best looks like that also, there are samples of that on the summit library, um, in the field training, uh, folder, there are some, some trainings around what does doing my best look like. So get clear on that. Um, there, so therefore, the decision making and the problem solving that, that the person in that level one role, remember, 
levels are about the work, not the person. It would be it would be very wrong. Eth- ethic, I would go so far as to say ethically wrong mm-hmm. to say a person is a level one person. Wrong. That, that's I, we're talking about the work. And we can never know what a person. Good point of, of of clarity, not clarity, um, context. Because I, yeah. I think it. We've talked about that before. This is not the first time you've said that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important. We need to keep reminding ourselves of that because it it's so easy to categorize the person versus the work itself. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I catch myself doing it all the time. She's level one. He's level one. Wait, wait, right. wait, wait. She's he or she is working at level one work right, right now. Their their time span or their capability capability of complexity is at a level one. So we're, we'll get we'll come back to that because that but gets to delegating. But also important to remember that, and I because you've brought this up before, a role will have different will have tasks that are different levels. Well, yes, one role. The role is defined by the longest time span task. Okay. In the role, a role will always be made up of multiple time span correct tasks. Yeah. Things in the present versus things mm-hmm. in the future. Yep. Um. Okay, so let's move to level two. So level two, we're, we're at the coordinating level. Think checklists of field supervisors. They're not doing the work, but they're integral to getting the work done. Um, they're making decisions around assignments, or at least confirming right crew, right job. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's very consistent. Maybe you've got lots of crews that can do lots of different jobs, but periodically there's a type of job that only one crew can do or only one craftsman or foreman or, or, or particular group of people can do. So they're, they're that, that first line of defense about making sure right crew, right job, right equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, so think ladders. Um, I love this example of of decision making and problem solving so a crew leader um, or even a, a a laborer skilled laborer foreman would say i've got a broken ladder can you bring me a new ladder a field supervisor might say um, we got some ladders that look weak i need to get them new ladders so they're so thinking of the future yep yep a level three a manager is going to ask, how do we never have broken ladders ever? So the difference in the the complexity, those three things vary in complexity, measurable by the time span. Managers are thinking forever. How do I put a process in place so that we are regularly checking and removing um, disabled or damaged ladders at the end of their lifespan from circulation. It's also a little bit more critically thinking, like not just thinking Mm -hmm. of solving the problem in the present moment, but critically thinking about Mm -hmm. the full picture and never allowing that to happen. Mm -hmm. Or when it does happen, how do we solve it immediately? So field supervisors are, are out of the present moment level. Level one work is about being in the present moment. If I'm installing a window, I can't be thinking about next week. I, I need to be thinking about this window so I don't drop it on my foot. Mm-hmm. So it, the work itself requires that my attention is, is in the moment. So a part of, part of pushing decision-making down too far is, is field supervisors or even production managers might want our, our frontline workforce at level one to be able to make these planning decisions but the complexity or the detail of the work requires that they're not thinking more than a day or two 
ahead of time because my mind needs to be right here installing this window or putting the shingles on this roof because I don't want to die falling off the roof. My, right, my full mind, to yeah, the moment. full, right. Full attention here. Yep. So the field supervisor is now thinking a week, two weeks out the decision-making. So think at the, if you're, if the level one is thinking quality of my work doing, am I doing my best right now in the moment mm-hmm. work at hand, then the field, the supervisor, the level two, so this resource coordinator in the office, field supervisor, is thinking about making ready. And that's a lean term. How am I making ready? What, what's my make ready work? How am I making next week ready? How am I making tomorrow ready? So that field supervisor might work with a foreman and have an end of day huddle and say, how are you making tomorrow ready? The, the field supervisor is thinking about next week. I need the foreman thinking about tomorrow. But what are you doing to make ready? So level two, checklists, scheduling, um, uh, things that make sure the work gets done and gets done right, making ready. How, okay. It's like, think, you know, NASCAR. How am I, how am I getting the car ready, the job, mm-hmm. so that when the crew shows up, they can jump in the car and take off. It's got gas. The windshield's clean. We got new tires. I've it. I've looked at the weather. It's going to rain. I've got rain tires on the car, not not the race tires. It's ready. We're, I've, I've handled contingencies. Problems don't happen because I made ready. Whereas level three, I'm going to go just guess here. Level three in this NASCAR setting is looking at the strategy of the race looking at what races that we're going to be doing this year. Do we have all of the tools in place to do, to, to show up to these mm-hmm. races um, in the best way possible? Yeah, I think so. So level three might... Not that I know anything about NASCAR. Well, so the if level two is the pit boss and is maybe up in the chair in the, in the, the pit stop lane, mm-hmm. um, looking at, you know, making sure the work's getting done right, making sure the tires are getting put on everything, the... The level three is up in the, the higher tower, making sure that all the systems are in place for those people to do their work. So level three, if if level two has checklists, if the resource coordinator is working off a process. So we're here, we've, we've added um, the objective management group assessment, the sales insights assessment. We designed systems and processes. We've got a checklist. Three people are involved, are three roles are involved in getting that done. The coach, um, Jen, who's our client services, client services, and then the PCs are, are involved, Dan, the, the PCs are involved in that. Mm-hmm. That's all a checklist. I was working to put that checklist together and I've got to make sure, I'm not doing the work. So level three is making the checklist. I'm getting feedback from the people who are doing it, but level three is the first level Creating the process. Removed from the work. Mm -hmm. So what's a big mistake? And I I think this is probably the big gist of our of our call today, the major thrust of our of our call today. One of the biggest mistakes I see at level three is to jump in and fix it. And I do this all the time. We are we are all guilty. I'm all of us are guilty. I mean, I learned it from Molly. You know, I, I got this bad habit from Molly. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. One of us was born for the other. Oh, 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 harsh, <laughs> harsh. And that, was, that one is not me. <laughs> <laughs> 
you figured out you figured out mistakes a lot earlier than now, I did. Now, now the audience has rolled their eyes. Yeah. They've 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 seen like, oh boy, and okay. changing the channel. Yes, no, just kidding. Bring it back. Bring no, bring it back. It back. So, um, the the idea of saying, well, I'm here, I can just fix it. I'll just fix it. You know, I'll deal with it later, but I'll just go ahead and fix it. So. I don't know. It's so much easier sometimes in our minds to just do it ourselves quickly than to get in touch with that person, tell them what they did, explain yep. the process, yep. and then have them do it. So the production manager is, you know, a lot of people use Smartsheet for their project scheduling, right. or op operation scheduling. So a picture didn't get attached or a scope didn't get attached to the to the Smartsheet so the, the foreman can see it out in the field and something didn't happen. Oh, I'll just go ahead and do it. Oh, wait a minute. Now you're now you're doing level two work. You just got pulled down. The manager is thinking, what step didn't happen here? I need to find out what step got missed. Is it is this a training element, or is there is the is the checklist not clear enough? Their first thought is around the system, and that. That's hard. It's hard for me. I mean, I, I see it and I'm like, oh, I want to fix it. Yo, I feel good about myself. But it might not even be a scenario of, of fixing something. Of course, that definitely certainly happens. But it also might be something lands on your plate. You get an email, mm -hmm. a request from a client that you need to delegate to someone on your team to do. Mm -hmm. Yet sometimes it might be easier in that moment for you. You think oh, this takes me ten minutes. I could get this done versus passing it along. I mean, those come across mm -hmm. a lot of our desks where we should be delegating that work down because we need to be delegating it down not only mm -hmm. for us but for, mm -hmm. for for our team members to learn right and to mm -hmm. understand what you know what their what their roles are and bringing value to the team. Uh, so it's faster just to do it myself. So much faster sometimes. Yeah. So it's hard to slow learn. down and be at level three. You're, what didn't happen in the process? So think of the ladders. You know, the, mm -hmm. the excuse me, the field supervisor took care of it. The, the foreman called the supervisor and said, hey, I need a new ladder. Supervisor got him a new ladder. But the, but the manager, the production manager is thinking, how did that ladder even get out on the job site? How do we not, so how do we create a process where, Every time a truck comes in, we inspect the ladders. We need a we need a better safety inspection process so that while the the truck or van or, or what have you is at the shop, we can swap it out real quick. That's the fastest way to get it done, right? Making a phone call, the field supervisor driving back to the shop to get a ladder, going back there. We've stalled work because we're missing a ladder. We can't make we can't keep the work flowing, which is a, a key lean principle, flow. Um, how, that the production manager is thinking, how do I how do I create a system so that that ladder never even got out into the field? It got swapped out while the person was at the office. Um, One of the things I think the the struggle with delegating can be is the fact that we need to delegate a task, but we're not sure if the person that we're delegating it to. One, we will, maybe we want to be able to give them the authority to make decision, but we're not mm -hmm. exactly sure that they have that they have the ability to make that decision. How do we? Because obviously, yeah. this, this all comes into play. Yeah. We want to delegate. What we need, we need, maybe we need to be delegating decision making. How do we test the ability of someone's capability to make a decision? Yeah, good. So you're you're keeping me going forward. I love it. What I do. That's what I love you for. 
Um, so let, let's make the connection. So mm-hmm. processes and systems assume a de- delegating, that we've, we've delegated something to the resource coordinator or to the field supervisor. They have a checklist to follow. So that's a form of delegation. What jumping in, if, if we're at a level, if we're trying to design systems rather than jumping in and solving problems for people, we're breaking the delegation change chain. Delegation is the primary tool for discovering and developing other people's time span. So think projects, not promotions. And so we're in this level two, level three area where we really want the thrust of the call of the podcast to be. So think projects, not promotions. Um, using promotions, meaning most of the time we promote someone and just expect them to catch up. So to borrow from Mike Shannon that we're hooked on hopium, I'll promote them and I need to fill a hole and hopefully they'll catch up. Like Versus putting them through projects that is testing right. their capabilities so that when the promotion does happen, you already know that they're capable of all those things. Delegating is not for the manager or supervisor's benefit. Delegating is for the subordinate's benefit, whether that's a manager to a supervisor or the supervisor to the foreman or to the carpenter or what have you. It's for the subordinate's benefit. Managers and supervisors need to include thinking about the future when they delegate, not just getting something off my plate, dot, 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 that I no longer want to do. It's a tool to to know your team. Do you know your bench? Do you, if... If, God forbid, somebody gets hit by a bus, the, prover- the proverbial bus, do you know your team well enough that you know who can step in for the next couple of days? Let's say somebody calls out sick. How many people do I have that can step in for a day? Let's say someone, uh, somebody's mom dies and they have to go out of town for a couple of days. How many people do I have that can step in for How two are you days? covering your bases? Who can step in for a week? Do, right. I, do I know that? And so I've got to constantly be testing that proactively, not just trying to get stuff off my plate. And so I, so sure, the managers and, and um, supervisors benefit from mm-hmm. delegating, but it, it, is, it is for the subordinates' benefit to delegate as the primary method for training such that when I promote someone, I have proof because they've already done the work. I know that they are capable. I, I don't promote and hope. I don't promote and hope. That's going to be the tagline. I, ooh, that could be. That, yeah. that could be. So, but what, so I agree with you. Delegating is important on, on both sides. Um, but when it comes to the proper way to delegate, I think this is also a struggle You are point. so good at moving the conversation forward. It's, it's been a while since we've had a podcast. All right, so the model for delegating. So I'm borrowing, uh, again, from levels of work Mm -hmm. or from Elliot Jackson and Tom. Um, I'm adding a letter to it. So a model for delegating, PARC, P-A-R-C. I'm adding the C. So what's my purpose? It may just be to get this work done, but is my, what am I testing? I'm giving someone, somebody something to do. Let's add a purpose to it. What am I testing? What do I, what do I want to see? What's the why? 
always sure. comes back to the why. I want to frame the, I want to get a closet framed, but I also want to see how quick they get it done. Can they do it on their own? Do they know enough to measure it out properly? Standard measurements of a closet. So what's the purpose? What actions are needed? Let's get clear about what actions you're expecting. So P is in purpose. A is in actions. What results do I expect? When's this going to get done? What's it going to look like when it gets done? Is, is quality clear, right? What does doing my best look like? Have I defined mm -hmm. the results so that the person knows what doing my best look like? And what I'm adding is C, communication. Is there a communication loop? And, and am I confirming that communication loop? So, wait, is this was this just par and then you've added your C? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Tom's going to shoot me. He's he's like that was mine. I I'm giving Tom credit. But Tom, I'm adding Tom, the C it's, park. It's all yours. It's all yours, Tom. Park. It helps that Tom's a great guy. Yeah. Um so park, P A P A R C, purpose, actions, results, communication. What is it you expect to hear? I want to know when you're done. So confirm. I do believe that's yeah. important. Part of that's confirming the team member contract. But I would also say, if you're still thinking about it, have you really delegated it? So adding that communication step is as much psychological for myself that I've created a communication loop so that I can get this out of my frontal lobe, out of my psychic RAM. And and this person, now, now I'm... I'm holding, I'm, I, it was my decision to choose to delegate. So I'm, if, if the person, if I delegated, well, you know, welding rebar to an apprentice and they burn them, that's my fault because I, I, I made a bad delegation there. Mm -hmm. um, but the, what the other person is responsible for is that communication loop. Do your best. And let me know if you're done early, if you're done late, if it meets quality, if it doesn't meet quality, what does doing my best look like? You, you've got to work hard and communicate back to me. That's what they're responsible for. Have you ever seen, I'm just thinking about like the delivery of this, and have you ever seen it done where like the purpose, the actions, the results expected, how we expect to communicate, is that ever maybe for larger delegation projects or larger de delegation items versus smaller? Do you ever see this written out? And oh yeah. Like, so now we're and then delivered mm -hmm. to the delegate, the delegatee, the delegate, the delegate, maybe that's the French. delegator, <laughs> then the Um I yes, I think now we're getting into smart goals and project plans, and so we're we're definitely bringing this, making this a little more, a little simpler and concrete to be mm -hmm. actionable in the moment that Just you and be, I again. This this is. A lot of what we talked about is it's it's high it's high level thinking. Mm -hmm. It's it's theory, so we need to bring it down. You and I can sit here and talk about park. What's the purpose? Listen, yes. I'm I'm asking you to do this. I need to get this done. But I this is a little this is a little project for you. Mm -hmm. I want to see how you do. Here are the actions I want you to take. And maybe this is maybe so now connecting to SL two experience. I mean leadership. they're they're a D three. They're a D four. This should be easy for them. Maybe they're. Maybe they're D1, so my actions, I need to detail out the actions a little bit more. Maybe they're they're D2, and I'm giving them a project that's going to stretch them into into D, D3. So my that gets to purpose and intention for why I'm doing it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm bringing it down from maybe bigger, higher-level, you know, company-level smart goals and project plans and, and project charters and really detailed out things to now on a crew, getting work done, 
you know, maybe maybe between the manager and a supervisor or the supervisor and the laborer park, P-A-R-C, we can talk about all, all four of those things. And so, I mean, you would encourage maybe like within this purpose action results, you maybe depending upon the the, the task itself, or maybe encouraging them to make certain decisions based upon the project that they're working on. And that communication loop coming back and talking about those decisions mm-hmm. made is a really great way to be checking in on their, their capability to make decisions and the right decisions. Field supervisors need to be out of just the moment, just getting something off my plate and going through the, going through the PARC helps me think about what am I trying to accomplish here? My, the best way I have of discovering and developing a person's applied time span, what they're able to accomplish with complexity, but it also gets somebody to think, you know, may, maybe I'm giving this task to the wrong person. How many times have you given something to a person and it didn't turn out well? And your gut told you, but you didn't listen to your gut. Or you had this feeling, yeah, I had this feeling, but I, I just needed to get it done. And I gave it to this person. Mm-hmm. Going through all those steps um, will help clarify, hopefully not in the moment, maybe in the conversation you realize, you know, hey, maybe why don't we get somebody else in here to help? And, and you've talked it out. So the person is looking at you like, I don't know what to do. Like you're, okay, I'll give this a shot. Would you, Molly, would you like me to give you some help? Yes, please. Thank you. So in, in the moment, it will help decide, is, is this going to work? And gosh, even if it's the last minute, I'd much rather find out beforehand that this is a mistake than after. Um, so in, in, Defining these roles, kind of bringing it full circle, decision-making and problem-solving, understanding these levels by understanding the human work, the decision-making and problem-solving that humans need to do. Level one, am I doing my best? Decision-making and problem-solving around what am I doing and am I doing my best? So as leaders, have you clearly defined what doing your best looks like? What are the right tools that I should be using mm-hmm. for this project? They should that should right. be a decision that they should be able to make. Level two, coordinating and scheduling the work, making assignments. So how am I making ready? So am I clear about what I what I need to make ready? And am I thinking about what I need to make ready? Or am I spending too much time getting pulled down in the moment? And maybe that's because we've got a bunch of new leaders and I need to be more in the moment. Or maybe it's because you're not, you're not delegating mm-hmm. properly. Could be. You're doing it yourself. Resistance to letting go, right? Um, learning those models. So be thinking about being more purposeful and delegating. How am I making ready? So as leaders, are you helping supervisors understand what make ready looks like? And how they can, they can the, that supervisor level, I think, pays for itself in the form of mistakes that never happened and efficiencies that were gained by Make Ready. So then at level three, don't jump in. The decision-making and problem-solving around delegating. I, I've delegated the work via the system to other people. Let other people do it. And instead of deciding to jump in, which may be the right thing. Somebody falls off a ladder and breaks their leg, I'm jumping in. Okay, fine. But it's often not the best way to go. Am I thinking well, first? Well, that's the ultimate decision. Right. 
is is this something that I'm delegating or do I do I need to get involved? Most of the time, it should be delegated. If, it, if somebody isn't hurt, yes. then you're probably your first thought needs to be what system allowed this to happen? What happened or didn't happen that allowed this ladder to get out into the field? So other people are doing this is this is hard because we're used to doing work. A lot of people in the trades, what I what I love about the trades is most people are working their way up. They've right. been there, they've done that. And there's honor and integrity around being able to do the work that I'm now asking other people to do. Mm-hmm. And I can't do it. I, I, I have to let the system, I have to delegate via the system, and I've gotta I've got to be asking what in the system allowed this to happen. So fix it. First, make sure, you know, call the field supervisor, get somebody out there, make sure the ladders, but then I've I've gotta ask the system question. Make the decision to focus on the system, not jumping in. Which can be a really hard decision to make. It's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Um so yeah. That's it. Good old levels of work. There you go. There's I love a, it. There's always more to to kind of pull apart and uh Elliot's, um, from what I've read, Elliot's goal was to make it observable, that, that this someone ought to be able to walk into a room and be able to intuit and observe what's going on. So it, it, is, it is certainly a concept, but it's built on concrete, observable behaviors. So maybe that's a challenge to our listeners and those who are you know, into this concept and are, are trying to bring it to life a little bit. Is Maybe you're realizing you're pushing... You're pushing responsibility down without the actual authority, and it's you that's responsible for these things, not the person below you. But I would be, I would, I would say try, try that observing component to mm-hmm. walk into your office and just kind of watch what's going on, and uh, don't say anything, just, just watch. And then, as a manager, right? As as a manager, level that level three, bring value. So hierarchy exists to bring value, not for command and control. That is circumstantial to bringing value. So observe, get your people's feedback, and then bring level two and level one roles value by streamlining their work. Most everyone will win. Most people want to do well at their job and would love to get rid of unnecessary steps. So be the one stepping back, observing, and eliminate silly work. Eliminate silly steps. I think yeah. we have to leave it there. Molly, thank you very much. This this podcast room is pretty stinking cool. <laughs> nice. And we have this like amazing got some, uh, we've got mixer some toys to play over with. there with some, where's the want, want, want? That's how I'm going to leave every Andrea on the podcast. <laughs> all right. So, all welcome right. back, Andrew. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, well, Andrew, thank you so much for bringing us back into the world of levels of work with Elliot Jacks and Tom Foster, of course. Uh, we look forward to the next conversation. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. for your hard work. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.